But I mean, bro, like Wayne, I I I personally listened to a lot of Wayne growing up because that's all that was in my uh, grandma's house for real. All my older cousins and everything, everybody was listening to Cash Money. But Wayne specifically because he was the youngest, but he just seemed to be coming with something just way different. No, and Wayne was different, and Wayne had the appeal. I feel like there's a lot of nostalgia attached to when niggas say that, because to me, Juvenile and BG was better than him. They were. I don't they think were. Wayne been better than niggas till Carter. But the thing about Juvenile is that his Southern draw is too Southern, just like Big Crit. That's a I give. I I say the same thing about the Big, Big Crit. Going off, bro. Big Crit be going ham, but he sounds too. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, too niche. It's like a niche sound, just like a uh, somebody like a new a Lupe Fiasco, a monster, probably the probably greatest MC ever. But no, everybody ain't trying to hear that. And niggas can't understand what he be saying. He just dropped the drink Dominican. I think I think it's called Dominican Barber or something like that. Lupe, Bro, is, Lupe a is talking. Oh my god. Huh? Huh? Oh, bro. Don't say that Scrub's name in this conversation. We're not talking about him. <laughs> what happened? Damn. Damn. What happened? I don't Like, right. Just just throw that sausage in there, bro. He's a freaking uh, he's just a food product at this point, bro. He's a fucking broccoli. Talib Kwali's a broccoli, bro. And, and that's the shit, right? Like, it's OD disrespectful, and, like, niggas would get mad at me and shit like that. But if we took away Talib's discography, minus the shit with most death, we wouldn't be missing shit, bro. We, were no. gonna, we wouldn't be missing shit. I miss, I would miss yeah. Reflection Eternal a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, high tech, high tech, high tech did his thing on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, high tech did it. The blast was fired. But the thing about artists like Tyler Kweli is like, bro, he was already like my thing with this, bro, and that's why I like currency so much. Be who you are in the game and evolve as that person. Don't try to keep adapting to all these new sounds or try to jump into this space of like politicalness one moment and then jump out of it because it's like you you, you gotta you gotta stand where you stand look at jay electronica the reason why we still look at him as like one of the illest ever is because he didn't compromise his quality even though he don't drop like he should he didn't compromise the quality because like i feel like jay elect is like the Chappelle right now yeah he's one of them people that don't gotta drop ever but when he do drop, you find out that everybody is hip to him and everybody paying attention. I'm not gonna hold like, you though. I was kind of pissed that Jay Z was on every other song on that bitch. Like, Jay Z washed him, bro. He washed him in that in that whole fucking album. We asked for that though. <laughs> you talking about Jay Z electronica? <laughs> Did we not ask for that though? <laughs> we, we asked for the album Maybe. with him to hold because that's how he came. Pause. No, nobody asked. <laughs> when he first dropped, when 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 I first got hip to Jay Electronica, and I'm, I'm gonna keep it a bean. I got hip to him through Fight Night Champions, I believe, because he had that Exhibit C freestyle on there, and that's when I was like, dang, like I used to literally turn Exhibit C, it was Exhibit A. Exhibit A, I'm sorry. I would turn every song on the soundtrack off. Dream. The flow was so elegant, Coretta Scott King. Yo, yeah, that I shit that. Wonder Woman, me and my son, Drama. That was named Anonymous. Still, it's, what do you say? Seven Man Anonymous. Even that is a Jay Z bar. Even that right. is Jay Z. Oh how he, how he, how he, how he then flipped it after that part was crazy. I, I, I just don't remember the line. But he flipped it and, and no, I mean, yo, it's, it's, on Providence Hall shit. The shit about um Nat King Unforgettable, yo, that nigga was going crazy, bro. That whole shit, and that's the thing, yo. When niggas be like Jay Electronica, then we had a discography. I'm like, yo, just listen to what the fuck this nigga be saying, bro. But I'm glad we did throw that Jay Z thing in there because I got a new respect for like I had to get a refreshing of why I was such a Jay Z fan. 
Bro, Hope talk different, bro. Hope talk different. And what he does well is he, like, if he affiliate with an artist early on, you're going to get that dope-ass cut from Jay-Z and that artist. My, I'm going to give you three examples. Rick Ross made that music, the first one. Jay-Z destroyed that joint, but that record itself is classic, and Ross came with it. You got Pound Cake with Drake and um and, and, and Wayne. I mean Drake and uh Jay Z. Yeah, Pound Cake, Pound Cake's fire. And and Jay went absolutely nuts on that Drake. And then you gotta go back to the Kanye and Jay era. Cause there are some classic Kanye and Jay Kanye records. Was I can't different, yo. Kanye killed him on Watch the Throne. He, he, he killed him on a lot, a lot of the tracks. Uh, I I kind of yeah, agree. He, he got off. This beat deserves Hennessy. Uh, a, a bad bitch in the bag of weed. The Holy Trinity. That's that line. Yes, is on the joy, yo. The Ridiculous. Shit, oh, said, yeah, no yeah, church in the wild is insane. Yeah. Look, you need to crawl for your ball. Now meet me in the bathroom stall and show me why you deserve to have it all. But, but Kanye had to do that to Jay Z because if you go back to Diamonds Are Forever remix, Jay Z left Earth on that joint. No way, bro. I completely disagree. Kanye mopped his ass. Heavy, because Kanye was talking Kanye about Kanye. Kanye was specifically talking about like actual blood diamond shit, and Jay Z just talked about himself. Nigga didn't even read the assignment, <laughs> bro. Because when you think about when he was saying that part, though, in in that in that verse, Jay Z was talking about the the. The mystery of like what's really going on with you, bro. Cause this is around the time after the black album drop, he's talking about retiring, Kanye going on this crazy run. But it's like everybody was trying to figure out like what's really going on with it. And then, and then that's when he, he really answered it. Like people asking me if I won't give the game back. That'd be the same day I give the chain back. Remember the sign signs where yo, where Dame at? I tried to eat like your Yo, that that whole record, bro. That record, record is, is always so hard because that's the the Rockefeller dynasty in in a song, basically. But the thing about Jay Z, yo, is that you can't out real talk that nigga, right? And the yeah. reason why niggas can't out real talk Jay Z, for better or for worse, asshole or not, that nigga is so unapologetically himself that it's like it just adds extra extra like seasoning to the sting of the bars, yo. Like when yeah. that nigga said. On, I think it's on Smile. That nigga said, "I still rock that blood diamonds because that's life. It's winners and losers." I was like, "Oh my god! You know you ain't supposed to be wearing that." That nigga said, "I still rock blood diamonds. That's life, winners and losers." I'm like, "Yo, he wrong. You wrong as fuck, but you spin." Yeah, that was yeah, that was the hard part. On the other joint, um, he says. I hope you don't think users are the only abusers. Niggas getting high within the game. He said, it ain't no sense of me. He said, and I'll do it twice. Ain't no sense of me lying. As a, I am a different man. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That nigga said, respect the Jimmy Iovine, but he gonna have to respect the Elohim. Bro. Jay-Z, yo, when he said that shit on the JLX song, on the, the Ghost of Soldier Slim, when that nigga said, you can't talk like how I talk because you ain't been where I've been. Oh, my God, yo. That nigga, I mean, that nigga, <laughs> that nigga, that reminds me of Ransom Bar. He's like, you never been where I've been, so why would I take directions? <laughs> I mean, bro, think about the, the American Gangster soundtrack. Like... Bro, if people really went back and, and paid attention to that that soundtrack, bro, that's a good project. I mean, Hello Brooklyn is trash, but everything else is fire. <laughs> Say hello, bro. Say hello is such a standout record. It could have been an album with just Say Hello on it. I would have played it a million times. That record itself, just like nobody else could have did Say Hello, bro. Like. I like the yeah, joint with him and Nas. I thought that was a fire fucking song. Obviously, Blue Magic is fire too. But yeah, there's some good joints on there. Black Republican record. 
on again? no on uh on the American Gangster soundtrack. Oh, okay. Yeah. Black Republican. I think that's like their best track they did together. I would like to hear a whole album from them. It'll never happen, but it would be crazy. And you know who needs you know who gets slept on a lot? And I feel like they have a great catalog and good ear for like beats. Smoke Dizzer. Smoke Dizzer's hard, yo. He released a he released a recent a new project. I mean not new new, but I haven't listened to his last project. But yeah, he's been cooking some cooking some projects out. So I always paid attention to him because he was always like somebody that was in that currency era. And um I went and heard this record. Like it was probably because my algorithm just was playing random stuff from him, but he got a song with him, Rick Ross, and someone else, and it's called uh, Black Superheroes or something like that. And when I tell you, bro, that the music comes on. Now, what I love about Rick Ross, I'm all over the place right now, but I'm just I'm standing in the realm of music. But what I love about Rick Ross is that he literally embodies like that elegant shit. And even the way his like his the stuff is structured, his ver- his vocals, uh, the Maybach, the way they put that in every song, but they do it in such a creative way, especially his features, like, bro, lacks. When it when it, yeah, check that song when, out. when he goes there, he's him, you know, definitely. Trill yeah. is one of my favorite albums from him, even though it's like highly commercialized. Like it's still a hard project. Hmm. I mean, Ross gave us Paris more. I mean, Aston Martin music, um, uh, magnificent with John Legend. He gave us fucking um, uh, so sophisticated, bro. I played that today. I was like, bro, Zay coming through with that drop top, two cheeseburgers in the chicken box. (laughs) (laughs) He gave us John, bro. Y'all can't tell me when y'all heard John, y'all wasn't like losing y'all fucking minds before they even started rapping because you knew it was about to be crazy. You couldn't, you can't come uh, incorrect on that beat. And Wayne, Fofo, Bulldog. I like Santorini Grease. I like Santorini Grease. Fofo, Bulldog, my motherfucking He gives Asana Shakur a shout out and he gives Matulu Shakur a shout out. The only thing I don't like is that He's like, Matulu, I see your dress is hanging to the floor, nigga. I'm like, you have to call a man. And they're like, God damn. <laughs> Somebody else that like, I feel like um, they don't give, they don't really even recognize the fact that like somebody I feel like understood the uh, the difference between being able to be sonically appealing and just being a rapper. And that's Nipsey, R.I.P. the Nipsey Hustle. But if you listen to his music and some of his interviews, he talks about how he found his vocal chain over time, like the stuff that worked for his vocal. Yeah. And that's when he started applying it to his music and it, and it started doing what he wanted. And he talked about how he knew what, what he was looking for sound-wise. He just had to articulate it to someone who knew how to, how to you know, manifest it digitally but he knew what he was looking for and he kept talking about how like he would leave certain not, not digitally analogly but analog, yeah. sorry yeah yeah fact <laughs> fact thanks for that analog and is that the word analogly <laughs> no no i'm talking around it's a word now god damn it <laughs> <laughs> and um i just really respect that because like my reason the reason even the way i rap bro I was always, and that's kind of why it took me a long time to get into what's going on now, because the music of now strays far away from that clear vocal sound that I fell in love with. That clear vocal sound that like Wiz had, he still has it in a sense. Mac Miller, that uh, Big Sean. I'm going to tell you what you're looking for. I'm going to tell you what you're looking for. What? You're looking for the SSL sound. Mm. Is that what that is? Okay. There's a couple of ways you can go about getting it. The most authentic way of going about getting it would be the um they just came out with the SSL six mixer. 
Really? You can get okay, one for like talk, talk that talk, bro, because this is the stuff that we need to know as artists. I've been trying my freaking hardest to figure out what it is that I'm trying to get when I'm telling my engineer, like, yo, clean me up, crisp it up, make it make me sound a little airy, but I want to hear my mids. That's the SSL EQ. That's the SSL EQ doing that. Go and listen to listen to Tupac's um All Eyes on Me album. It's one of the best mixed albums of all time. Like Sonic oh, Waves. Is that crazy. mixed by Ali? No, Ali wasn't even around yet. That was oh, mixed shit. by um that was mixed by uh DJ Quick. Oh shit. Okay. What? Yeah. What? And he and he mixed it almost entirely on the SSL board. Dang. DJ Quick is an amazing engineer. He's actually an amazing engineer. Yeah, that's what yes. I've heard. I, I mean, he has to be if he did that. That's crazy. I, I'm always thought DJ Quick was more on the production side. I I'm gonna tell you really why he got that shit mixed so well too. Sure kept coming in that motherfucker chucking the nigga <laughs> from making that shit right. Nigga tried not to die. <laughs> <laughs> he gave him a Rolex when he was done, but imagine the pressure. Yeah, that's, you know what I mean, like that's crazy. Cause I heard he knows yeah, like Ernie he knows like all the like literally all the wiring to the shit. Cause I remember um I think Vince Staples was talking about DJ Quick and how he like taught like his uh he had like a uh, an assistant or something and like taught him like like unplugged everything and like showed him like where everything else goes. Like, yeah, like he really knows this shit. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, you gotta know about the patch base and know about the whatever. And I'm starting to kind of doubt. That you can, everybody's saying you can, but I'm really starting to doubt you can get that kind of sound in the box. You know, I want to believe you can. My mentor never, never believed it. He, he really believed in hybrid setup. He wasn't against plugins, but he really believed in a hybrid setup. So when you listen to a record, you could tell what it was mixed on? Me? Uh, yeah. Not all the time. Not all the time. My mentor had a really good sense of it, though. He had a really good sense of, like, how, you know, what shit was mixed on. And he would know the history of it, like different consoles. Like, he's the one that told me about the Harrison console, you know, which gets you a good-ass mix if you can get if you can get your hands on one. But see, like, a Harrison console is like $10,000. So now that they have the – they have a, a SSL console is like $100 thousand dollars so now that they have these small consoles from anywhere between 1500 to 3000 this is the best time for people like us to actually be able to get our hands on one you know dude now that i know what it's called because i didn't even know what it's called i mean i'm just yeah, they got the six and they got the big six the big six is 12 channels that's about three thousand dollars and then they got the one called the six. It's like fifteen hundred dollars, but you can probably find something useful around a thousand. Okay, so recently, nice. recently I heard about when you go. Okay, so I didn't recently hear about this part. I knew that to get your song on the radio, it has to be a certain BPM. Correct. No. No. Are oh, you talking about like LUFS? No, like no, LUFS? No, like, I got chain played on the radio. That shit is like 82 BPM. So like, what is it that like, because there was a time when I was trying to get radio play and I got it on online stations, but when I went to try to use like syndicated stations, there were certain guidelines that the song had to meet. Okay, so you, you're more than likely you're talking about love. You're talking in rotation. You're not talking about mixed shows. You're talking in rotation. Because, like, when you master a record, mastering a record. Yeah, you're talking about LUFS, not the BPM. L-U-F-S. They call it LUFS. Okay. That's like loud. I'll get you the, the actual acronym, but that that's like, that deals with loudness. Um, I'm going to tell you, it's like loudness, uniform. I would tell you fucking sound. <laughs> yeah, loudness <laughs> units relative. <laughs> loudness units relative to full scale. 
which is crazy. So like most of the time, stay for like Spotify and all that. They mm-hmm. want the shit to be like ten or eleven lefts or something like that. And then that way they won't push push it down. Now, like, let's say one of the mixes that I sent to Jay Powell earlier, it just happened to be loud. So this shit's like maybe six luffs or something like that. So it, when that hits the, the platform, they probably will quiet it down if he chooses yeah, that mix. Typically they compress it. Um, so yeah. Yeah, they'll yeah, they'll quiet it, it down. They won't not put it on the platform. But they they will quiet it down, and then other other songs like let's say I send him another mix, and that one may be a little quieter. It'll bring it up. So, if, but if you sit it in a like a certain like a certain spot, then they just won't touch the shit. There's a um, I, well, I used to be lazy with my mixing, but I would use Alphonic. It just throw you just throw the song on there and it'll it'll increase the loudness for you. You have like two hours or something for free. <laughs> so what do they mean by like? I remember there was one thing that was saying like make sure that your song is um six dB. So or right, so six dB. So okay, you are a mixing engineer. I'm the mastering engineer. And this is about to be real because I'm about to quit mixing. And I'm only about to master. Like I, I don't feel as good at mixing anymore. Oh no! So you're a mixing engineer, and I'm a mastering engineer. You mixing the song, but as the mastering engineer, it's my job to make the sound make it louder. So if you if you mix the song to negative two dB, then that only gives me two dB of headroom to apply my effects to make it louder and to make it sound fuller, et cetera. So mixing to negative 6 dB gives me as the mastering engineer headroom to work with. So if you can do whatever you want, really. But if you keep it at negative 6 dB, then as the, as the mastering engineer, I can do what I need to do without having to worry about clipping or touching your mix to make it lower and then et cetera. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's like that's definitely key stuff that I need to know, and I think any artist that's like in the studio, because I'm not sure about everyone's recording process when it comes to the, like I know Skills, Skills records himself, so in a sense he's a rapper and an engineer when he's in a session, but like yeah. for me I just tend to want to just be a rapper in my session. Like I've engineered for other people and I've like um, executive produced or produced in in some situations but i and when i'm in my own session i just want to be the rapper but i want to know how to articulate to my engineer like exactly what i'm going for yeah you looking for a clarity in your vocal <coughs> you oh you killed your, your verse i never got to tell you you killed your verse on um i forget the name of the track Shout out but all y'all are on there yeah, that was that was crazy. Um, yeah, I was like, "Who's that nigga that's right here?" <laughs> Goes like, "That's dope, so." I was like, "Oh shit, dope, so nigga." <laughs> but um, I appreciate that, bro. Yeah. Like, I forget when we recorded that. It was a while ago, probably like a year ago now, right? Yeah, about a year. But yeah, man, like. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm ready. Like as far as like to make music, I want a lot of. I want my production to be more original. Like I've been doing a lot of YouTube shit, and here and there, a homie might throw me a beat. But I'm really looking to like get on some original production and put out a solid body of work. I got too much stuff written, and I'm just like wanting it to be the right sound. As far as the, the like, what as far as what people will accept, on I the, think I, I think for sure you you would like SSL and you could settle probably for Harrison as well, and it, which is good because SSL just bought Harrison too. Uh, to me, those two those are my two favorite boards, and I've always liked SSL most. And then I, like Harrison was always like cool because that's the sound of like. Um, the Michael, the early Michael Jackson records was mixed on Harris, the Harrison boys. So 
That's perfect. Thriller and all that shit. That was all done on Harrison boards. Now Rock they have a dog. Let's say that one more time. Rock with you. What was that recorded on? Rock with you. I believe that was when he was with. I'm gonna tell you who the. Um, I think that was with Bruce Swinian. Rock with you. Let's see, Bruce Swinian. Yo, dope. I don't mean to interrupt, but like, yo, um, Al Summers is gonna come up either what what three months? I'm coming up in April, and then I'm gonna come back in May. So one That's of those days, yo, we're gonna we're gonna go to a studio and probably get a block rate, and he's gonna help mix and master my next solo journey. Oh, that's a bad one. So, yeah, I want to be there. I want you to pull up so you can hear this shit because this album is crazy. I want to be there, bro. I got to be there. And that's my birthday month. That's perfect. That's dope. So, yeah. um, Yeah, he was with Bruce Whittian at that time. Uh, I mean, of course, Quincy Jones was the producer, but Bruce Whittian was the engineer. One of the best engineers of all time. Like, you should watch his videos on, on YouTube. One of the best. He's passed away now, but um, all he mixed on was the Harrison. That's all he mixed on. He he recorded Michael Jackson on a fucking SM58 microphone or SM57B, some fucking dynamic sure microphone. He used a little bit of 1176 on the vocals, just a, like enough to kiss it. He didn't even believe this guy was so good. He didn't even believe in compression. Uh, he believed that compression was like cheating, um, <laughs> which is crazy. Like this is just this is crazy. Um, but yeah, he was he was really good. He was really good. And yeah, you'll hear that 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 sound. It's like a a certain warmth and shit that the that the Harrison consoles that they give you. Now, there's a couple of ways to go about getting these things. Now, you can fuck around with the plugins if you want, but. And they'll get you close to the sound. They'll get you, like, the flavor. Mm-hmm. They'll get you, the, like, kind of the flavor so you can sense what these things feel like. I haven't right. owned the hardware to say that the hardware is better, but that that seems to be the consensus, is that the hardware is is the real shit. Like, they, they make the plugins. Harrison even makes a full DAW. Like, they have a full DAW for you to mix in. But the consensus wow. seems to be that the... There's something about your audio hitting the circuitry in those joints that just makes it fuller and you can make it louder. You see, because digital clipping can happen at like it can happen at a certain rate, whereas with analog, you can actually push the signal and clip a little bit and the clipping sounds good. Clipping don't sound good in the digital world. So you have to like really hit the hard stop at negative zero db or whatever like you have to like you can't go any higher than that or you're going to introduce distortion whereas in the analog world you can push the shit and it will still sound good uh, so from what i'm gathering i want a warm but full sound yeah so you're gonna probably find yourself getting interested in and hardware equipment. I mean, eventually, you know, you might start off with some good plugins that'll get you the, the flavor, but you might find yourself eventually getting interested in, in, in hardware. Okay, because like, when you say like Harrison, is Harrison compatible with these like platforms like Pro Tools and um, a lot of else? people? There's a lot of Pro Tools engineers that actually export their mix from Pro Tools and then import it into Harrison. Harrison is like its own DAW, but it's a DAW that's set up like a mixing board. So each track already has the EQs on it, already has the compressors on it. It already has the buses routed to like for you to add different effects. Everything is set up like a mixing board. And as soon as you put music in there, it already sounds like it's doing something. That's the crazy thing. Like as soon as you put a track in there, it automatically sounds like it's doing something. Like it automatically sounds warmer, you know? Damn. I need this. 
<laughs> yes. He's like, where do I, uh, where do I uh, swipe the card? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they let you use it for free. Like, you can use Harrison, the Harrison Dog, for free, and that'll introduce you to the console work. That'll be better than you buying a mixing a hardboard, a hardware mixing board today. Because at least if you download Harrison, the Dog it will introduce you to the whole concept of using a, a mixing console, you know, and it's, they let you use it for free. Yeah. They let you use it for free. So, and then you're going to buy it, you know, then you can just buy the, the full copy. Yeah. But they let you use it for free. Yeah. I, I'm going to tap in with that because that's crazy. Like that's what I need, bro. Oh my gosh. The desire to make the music is like not as even, it's not as strong as the desire to make it sound right, bro. Like, I want my shit to sound good. I want white, old white grandmas to hear it and be like, hmm, what's that? Sounds lovely. I want that type of music. Yeah, and see, that's the kind of thing that Harrison is imitating with that mixing with that having that mixing board workflow and that mixing board sound because when you go back and you listen to the bands from the 70s the 80s um like earth wind fire and all that listen to how lush the music sounds they were exactly. recording that stuff on api consoles that's a that's an american made console and i think at some point they was using neve consoles that's another good console that's a british console um that stuff would be priceless, right? You mean the 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 consoles or the like? If we wanted to go and get that original sound, like uh, I'm not sure if this is the correct term, uh, ADAC or ADAX or something. Yeah, like ADAC, like recorded to tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that stuff is going to cost you in this modern era. You got guys that still recording the tape. You got guys that are recording um that are recording music to tape it's just it's just expensive because the tape rails themselves are a couple hundred dollars so that's you know like it has a this is why we are emulating everything in the box this is why we have like these consoles etc i just don't know when i a and b it i don't know if i'm getting i'm getting close but I don't know if I've really like felt like I've done it. Like the mix that I did it that that um that got on the radio, I kind of cheated in the sense that I used some hardware in that one. You know what I mean? Like I imported I I used hardware over the over the line. How dare that. you, L. Summers, use hardware. <laughs> <laughs> but I um this is not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you got people that swear up and down that you can, you know, you can mix everything you need to do in the box and you don't need to come like my wife, she loves this song by Lord called um oh, what's the name of that song? I'll rule you or some shit like that. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Royals, Royals. I think it's called Royals. Oh right? yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's one of those. That was a good album. It's a, it's weird to say that it's a classic, but <laughs> but it's really good. It's, it's really been around good. for ten years. It's yeah. been around for ten years. I still think she's wow. like this little white girl. So I'm like, it's a classic, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's a really it's good a when I first met my wife, that song was on the radio, and I went and looked up that song the other day because it came up because I was looking at good songs that were mixed in the box, and for some reason that song is said to be um, mixed in the box. Yeah, it's said to be mixed in the box. Um, Usher's um, "I Found Love in This Club." That wow. said, said to be done with. Um, I don't think that was necessarily mixed in the box. But it was produced in Logic. What? Yeah, and it was produced with the loops from Logic. Not even like somebody imported a sample or whatever. Like, no, they used the loops. Yeah. 
Yeah, they used the stock loops that come in Logic, and they made that that song. Fucking cheater. <laughs> Fucking cheater. <laughs> yeah, now that's some cheating bullshit. No. <laughs> <laughs> that Fuck the niggas. When you listen, to, like, when you think about that, that instrumental definitely sounds like the stock. Like literally, it like, yeah, it does. The song that I produced today that I missed, I missed today. I just realized I've been talking all this shit about FL. I actually produced that song in FL, which is hilarious. Well, well, well. <laughs> I think nothing is wrong with FL. FL has been very successful. Nothing is wrong with FL. Yeah, you talking that shit. <laughs> I personally don't like it for mixing. Um, I guess I could get used to it if I had to. I just don't like it for mixing. In fairness, though, I prefer Logic for mixing even over Ableton. So, and I love Ableton for production. So, in fairness, you know, it's a, it's a taste, it's a preference thing. Yeah. I feel like FL Studio is like Supreme or like Bape or something. It's like streetwear. All those other ones are like, who are they? Why do they exist? You know? Get back to me once you use Hurricane and tell me that once you. When you use Harrison and you start mixing your vocals and you start hearing your voice sound the way that you've been wanting it to sound all your life, get back to me about FL. I would never, ever record in FL, like vocals. I don't think that's sacrilegious. I don't know why people do that. It's weird. <laughs> oh, FL okay. Hey, come on, man. Vocals. Don't do that to me, dope soul. <laughs> Are you serious, bro? Yeah. Don't tell me you're doing that, Nigga, it's a dog. I can <laughs> He records whole podcast. He records whole podcast in there. And that is not true. Don't do here. that. Don't do that. I edit in there. I do not record. <laughs> I stopped recording. I, I, I stopped recording dolls and podcasts years ago because it's not reliable. Shit keeps shutting down. <laughs> this, this other guy on here named Unregistered User, he makes whole movies in that part. Like, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, I love FL, yo. I, yo, I make FL sound like an NPC, yo. Oh, God, yo. I got a beat machine, yo. You know what I mean? I love oh, FL. God. It works for me. But I think, like, Dope is right. Like, FL is like, it's like, like, polo, you feel me? Like, it's like, <laughs> like, it's not for people who are, like, purists of production. This is for, like, I don't, I don't want to call us, like, graffiti artists, you feel me? But, like, this is... <laughs> It's for the guys who don't play real instruments who can like get on FL and act like they play instruments. Oh, damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> as a musician, that's incredibly offensive. <laughs> If you actually can play an instrument and you use FL, then you have your 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 songs are gonna sound way different. Okay, I feel better. Prime now. example. <laughs> I was <feel better laughs> like, God damn. <laughs> no, because I think FL is the shit. But I just feel like if you're gonna put your vocals in FL, then stop fucking playing. Like you're tripping. <laughs> like, that's so like it's it's all I want to say is lazy, bro. Like, it's a function. Lazy. You can do it. <laughs> and then I want to then I want to get even pettier and be like, stop being so cheap because you're trying to save the uh, data space and all that on your laptop or whatever system you're using. I'm recording it, yo. It's worked for me. Don't, I mean, don't it, do that. I mean, it doesn't. You know, like it's available to do it. I mean, think about it like this, bro. Do you go to the to the Mexican spot and be like, yo, give me some general soap? Absolutely. Let's <laughs> call it bodega. <laughs> as long as they ain't putting pork on the fork, I'll try it, right? <laughs> But if you go in there and all, all you see on the menu is a bunch of burritos and tacos and stuff, and you know that just because they're freaking capitalists, they can make you some general soap, you're going to tell them to make you general I mean, push comes to shove, you know what I'm saying? Depends on the situation. <laughs> but that, the, but that's them making it their own. But if if they just completely 
redid a Chinese carryout dish at the Mexican spot that typically serves Mexican food. That's what this is. That's, yeah, bro, that's at this point, I go to Panda Express, I see Mexicans in Panda Express, and the shit sounds, and the shit tastes good, so I don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> they're making Panda Express food. I'm talking about a Mexican restaurant that makes Mexican food, and they just know that a couple niggas might come in here, so on the side of the menu, at the very bottom in the corner, in small letters, General So, fried chicken wings and something else in the cook. Oh, that's that. a smart business, that's Nick. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you record your vocals. That's the studio. It's the pandering menu. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you blacks, we got a menu just for you. <laughs> hey, old good looking. Man, down Lexington <laughs> Market, we got Koreans selling fried chicken. <laughs> well, at least you to be fried chicken, chitlins, sweet potatoes. <laughs> All that shit. And Korean fried chicken is the best fried chicken, in my opinion. That shit is fire. They got Koreans selling soul food and Chinese food. And and, um, you know where the Sam's Club is over west? Yeah, I used to work in there. Yeah, I used to work in there. Nigga, they got they got their own spot. It's called Soul Boat. I swear to God, bro. They they selling soul food and Chinese food. It's called Soul Boat. (laughs) Yo, those are some smart ass niggas, bro. (laughs) Sorry. Hold on now. I must. I don't want us to keep saying that Chinese people can't do that because they got soul, bro. Yeah, Chinese bro. people got a whole lot of soul. Think about all their culture. Their culture is based off the soul. We just groovy with our soul. They got soul too. Their soul is just conservative. They got us on the fried chicken, bro. I'm sorry. They got us. They got us. Korean fried Korean fried chicken that. is it's different world. Oh, <laughs> oh, bro, yeah. I'm not jacking that, bro. You ain't never the best fried chicken. The best fried chicken is drunk uncle. What say what? The best fried chicken is uncle. What'd you say? Has he ever had Bojangles? Bojangles is fire. I haven't had Bo. I haven't had Bojangles. That's I'm, I'm just saying. not jacking that whole. Like that, you haven't had that that down south fried chicken. I mean, if it's not available to me, who's chan the blame? Jay Powell been eating Bonchon fried chicken, and now he's. I'm a Bonchon fan. Hey, 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 hey! Hey, another wrong Bonchon. Now, if if they offer that in the in the fried chicken bowl. Like if that if there's a big competition and everybody's coming and and the Koreans come with that bonchon, bro, we in trouble. I ain't gonna lie, we in trouble. That's some dangerous stuff. I tried bonchon but for I the first time in Boston. It. That shit was good though. I was like, oh shit, bro. Bonchon <laughs> was literally like that was like two of my projects, bro. Um, every time I went to the studio, get a bucket of bonchon chicken, the rice and the fries, and that was all you needed. Nice. And that shit was so fucking expensive, bro. That was the only reason why we stopped after a while. But, bro, yo, but you need some shit that tastes like home, yo. That's why I said the best fried chicken gonna come from like your uncle, bro. Like the drunk uncle, the one that's sweating. Like I want the chicken from the uncle that's sweating while he's cooking. That chicken about to be. You need the chicken that when you taste it, it remind you of waking up on Sundays having to clean the whole house. But you knew. That fried chicken, y'all have it. No, I know I'm not the only nigga, bro. That wake up on a Saturday or a Sunday, it's hella early in the morning. Gospel is blasting through the house, <laughs> and your grandmother's in the kitchen making that old down south fried chicken. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. I mean, shit, bro. I need that fried chicken that make me not eat my vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> that one where the where the greens and everything sitting on your plate, but you didn't crush that chicken already, and you don't want to eat none of that stuff now. You just want chicken. That's me every meal. I need that, <laughs> nigga. I need that fried chicken. You bite it, and a and a Negro spirits will start flying. Um, <laughs> you start oh looking God. around the table, being thankful for no reason. Now you start thanking, thanking God for dumb stuff. Nigga, what? Nah, just tablecloth. <laughs> no, when they start playing out of nowhere, try to tell you. <laughs> oh nah, church God. chicken used to be fire, bro. That church chicken that they would make after church is over, and they oh want you to stay God. all day, so they cooking. Right. Oh, actual church chicken with the little uh, church chicken now is yeah, greasy as fuck. Church. 
if we're talking about actual brand church chicken. Oh, no, <laughs> no. We're talking about like the church. I've never had oh, it. I've okay. actually never had their chicken. You're not missing anything. It's you not. You know who's good. good? You know who's good? What? Raising Cane's. Yep. Raising Cane's is great talking food, bro. Haven't had it yet, but I know that they got one I, I It surprised me because first I was like, "What are all these white people in line for?" And then when I had it, I said, <laughs> "Okay, I get it." <laughs> now the sauce is. That's how I that knew hip hop fish and chicken was fire, yo. When the hip hop fish and chicken first got over there my way, it's near Drew Hill Park, and it used to be a KFC. Mm-hmm. Got one right there, right by the dirt bikes. Fries. Facts, yo. When they first moved there, they still had the KFC fries. I walked in there. It was a Ravens game, yo. I went in there to go get the family meal for the family, yo. I walked in there, and it was old white folks killing that chicken. And that's when I knew that food was crap. <laughs> that's that's that, that, that's the originality of fried chicken. Slaves would, like, like, like house yeah, niggas would make know. fried chicken Nigga, for know, masters. You, hey, bro. Hey, bro, you know no. Kobe Sanders can't name all the spices. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just saying that's the original, that's the original history of fried chicken. We were making it for white people. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Hip-hop chicken? Hip-hop been putting more crack than chicken on their chicken lately, bro. Them chicken wings would be little, bro. They be little as hell. And they got a place down here. But tell me tell me this that, that uh, makes y'all know about Stokos. Wait, did you say Togo's the sandwich place? Stokos, big Stokos, big Stokos, dog. Hey, yo, what? On my DoorDash recent. And what you know about Sunnies? Y'all know. I just said it. Be up Northwood. Sunnies is back, bro. They open. They back. Back better than ever. Sunnies. Don't tell me that. You know I'm ready to go get a jumbo half and half, son. You say <laughs> bro. Believe it or not, I've never Big been to You gotta come to Baltimore, bro. Straight I guess up. so. I, I, you gotta I come to Baltimore. Yeah, I, I guess so, because no, I got no Sunnies right here. Sunnies, look, yo, look, yo. You ain't been to Sunnies? Tell that nigga you I've never been to Sunnies. But, bro. You tell that nigga Y'all is missing out, bro. Y'all talk about Koreans got some good chicken? You need three-piece... With the um, with the what is what are the wedge? What are they called? Yo, the wedges instead of the regular fries. Potato Western wedges. Fries. Get the western fries. Yo, you need a three piece fried hard western. But you guys say it like you're from California, cuz. And you get the three piece wings and the western fries. No, bro, I'm not trying to get in the fight with somebody. You ain't from here. They gonna automatically know to fry them hard and put salt, pepper, and ketchup on your joint when you say it like that. Facts. Yeah, you like bro. Hard, bro. I do like the oh. the Texas toast on uh, uh, raisin canes. That's just really good. I thought that was a creative touch. Yeah, very nice. That's New York fried chicken. chicken. New York fried chicken. Hip hop fish and chicken and shark show. When you get a chicken box and they Hell got yeah. bread underneath the the joint and that bread Hell put yeah. all the grease, nigga, that shit is crazy. You such oh, a yeah. nigga, bro. I used to get the fish from from. Uh, <laughs> you know it's done. Yeah, now I see why you niggas eat once a day. It's too much food, man. <laughs> too much food, bro. Ghetto cornbread when you got the greasy bread at the bottom <laughs> of the thing. But the doctor sent me my ass to start eating some plants or something. <laughs> we dead three years. Yo, I, get food, <laughs> I used to get the fish from, from Hip Hop Chicken. Oh, Lake Trout in the Village. Brian's Kitchen in the Village. Brian's Chicken in the Come on now, Royal. Lake Trout, bro. You just brought up a gym. Remember the rooster? They closed it down on Rice's Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about them that they used to have crazy, uh, big ass pieces of lake trout back in the day. Like, um, you want yo? If you ever wanted to meet a gilf, the rooster, bro. <laughs> he said that was such like. <laughs> he said it was such. Yeah, you want to meet a gilf? They were always at the rooster, bro. Deep for that lake trout. Oh, my grandma used to always go there, bro. Like, I used to just know, like, it would be random, too. Late at night, like, grandma, this is not a safe area to be in. The rooster? All the old ladies was there at night. Purse is out. <laughs> Purse is out. <laughs> Dang. 
I was surprised he closed it down. He said that with no abandon. (laughs) No second You want to meet a gilf? Joe said, have you ever been swallowed? (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been through a season of swallowing? (laughs) Yo, yo, where was that? Because I've seen it. <laughs> Who said that? That was that TD Jakes. The infamous yeah, yeah, TD Jakes, yeah. My boy TD Jakes was at the Diddy parties, bro. So now, what are we gonna say about these Diddy parties, bro? Look, yo, and my let's and start there. Y'all watch J Man. You can't reach the people who need it the most. You can't reach Pause. those who need the word the most. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go where they are. <laughs> Boy, what do you say, bro? Reach the people that need the most. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Was, <laughs> yo, I caught myself too. Like, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what they need skills. <laughs> <laughs> they season a swallow when I touch them. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> nah, though, like. All right, so we got all this exposing coming on 2024. Everybody just throwing jabs at each other. Boom, boom, back to boom. But when you hear this stuff, it's like because we in, we desensitized. Because these type of allegations and headlines would have been way different a few years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, Diddy having freak-off parties and literally... Hiring. Tell me he's saying take that, take that all these years. You know, take what? <laughs> I mean, bro. The crazy thing is, and I tell, I tell, I talked to my girl about this the other day. Like growing up, my dad. So Todd Hall is Aaron Hall's brother. Aaron Hall is like the R and B legend. I don't really know his whole. Reason yeah, he's a legend, but Reason I don't know his whole. Okay, single guy. Okay. So in the church world, they talk just like regular people. And it's funny because by it was a lot of bodyguards that had like ties to Diddy that I guess they came to church somehow. But these dudes is like pastors and preachers and stuff. And I remember as a kid, my dad having this conversation with this guy named and um he was always he was always saying stuff like, man, Diddy's a fairy. He's such a fairy and this, that, and the third, and just calling him all types of like, you know, derogatory terms in that regard. <clears throat> Damn, I shouldn't have said this too crazy. Are we recording? Uh, yeah. I, just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can, I can edit cut that, it. Uh, little, edit the man's location out. No. <laughs> oh, man, we <laughs> here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can make but, the um, adjustments, I guess. <laughs> but these people, bro, like they would just say like stuff like that about Diddy. So I always knew, like, man, this dude, he's got to be gay because everyone knows this apparently. So I'm like, he's got to be into that. But when you hear all this stuff coming out, you're like, bruh. Like, you guys watch Charleston White? No. Well, we know who he is. <laughs> Y'all no. know who he is, right? Yeah, yeah. I know he's a character. He's a character, but but he had a good point with this. He was talking about how when you're wealthy and you're and you get to that billions and trillions, you know that crazy wealth, you're pleasuring yourself at every goal in a sense. Like you get your first million, there's some type of reward you give yourself for that first million. But then you go and make ten million. Now you. It's. it's he was talking about how the undisciplined mind, if a man isn't morally grounded, he's going to be looking for ways to enjoy his success and the things he has. So as you're constantly getting these higher levels of success and you're pleasuring yourself at each level, it gets perverted. And things that no, you know, the normal man wouldn't even think to do, you're doing them because you have access to it, and the normal stuff no longer appeals to you. But he equated it to 
the wealth, like the mixture of wealth and lack of morals. So, like, what do y'all think about that when it comes to the? Because I'm not just focusing on Diddy, because I when I when I seen that that was coming out about him, I looked at everybody, all the muffs. Yeah, it's it's hard not it's hard not to, you know. Yeah, it it, it changes. I I asked, I forget who I was talking to. I might have been talking to y'all, but I was asking like, yo. What does it mean when these guys is painting their fingernails? Because at first I was like, oh, that's just some gay stuff. Uh, you know, first thing out the gate, you know, you start talking like that. Then you start thinking deeper, like, wait, is that what that is? Or is this something deeper than this? Is there more to this this idea behind, like, painting your fingernails, going into Because, like, some of these guys <clears throat> don't fit the criteria of, homosexual in a sense so it's like are they doing this because it's a certain it's a new way of uh identifying with secret societies is it a new way of tapping in a certain energy that you know others aren't privy to or let me ask you a question what's up why do why do females do their fingernails I don't know. I mean, I believe they do it because they think it's pretty and stuff like that. Who are the male key players that are painting the fingernails that we know? I was seeing them all. At one point, it seemed like all of them were doing them. Like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. Because I I saw saw the NBA young boy situation. At first, I thought he was going for that, uh, that Warriors type of Joker look. I thought he was working on some type of projects. I was like, all right, maybe he's in that bag. So I didn't necessarily take him serious with it, and I don't know if he's still doing. I'm well, wearing purses too. Speaking of bags, well, that started. That was what started it. The bags. Well, what start? What came first? Was it the purse or the dress? And the heels. Don't forget that too. Who was wearing? Well, it? damn. Who wore? It? Well, I feel like the purse, dress, and heels was all on one man. I feel like that was thug. Am I right? Was that a little Nas X or something? Uh, I, like I remember seeing Lil Nas X is like a byproduct of like I feel like thug. No pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> but I feel like thug was like the uh, he ushered in the Lil Nas X of the world, like Lil Nas X's, I can say, because there's going to be more of these type of views. They're probably they, like the Timo touchdown guy that's walking around looking like needle face. Like, what's going on here, bro? Why are we allowing this dude to walk around with so many needles on his face, bro? Oh, Tizo touchdown. Yeah, what is this? Because if you look at the, old, the early 80s rappers, they didn't know better, right? So, well, I can't speak for all of them niggas, but basically, that to them, that once they started getting booked for shows and all that, if you look up Grandmaster Cass, Cole Crest, all them niggas, Melvin Mel, them niggas, them niggas dressed crazy. But to them, they were dressing up like Parliament. You feel me? So it's like, with Dougie Fresh, like Rick and them were like, hell no, we don't do that. We're like, we're men, why are we dressed like that? You feel me? I think everything comes back in cycles. The same way hip hop, is, at least in the mainstream, is is focusing on the party and the vibe of the song more so than the lyrics. Like how that how it was during Rapper's Delight. I feel like everything goes back in cycles. So I guess that they're in the party phase, which is wild type. You feel me? But that means that the '90s is coming back too. Right now, I just feel like we're in the '80s portion. You know. What so, I mean? who was Tizo Touchdown's inspiration? Bro, I have no idea, bro. That nigga look weird as hell to me, but that's the thing, yo. It's cool to be alt now. It's cool to be weird. It's cool to be emo. Everything that used to not be cool is cool now, bro. It's cool to be anti-social. Like, you see niggas wearing shirts that say anti-social social club. Like, yeah. just, like, it's cool to be ironic. It's cool to but be bro, ironic. where is hip-hop in this? Where is hip-hop in this, bro? Like, that's a good example. Wild, that brings that's you back to, brings you back to Yassi Bay. <laughs> that's not hip-hop, bro. That's not hip-hop, bro. Like, that's what's bothering me because it's like, bro, where is the hip-hop and all this crazy stuff that's going on, bro? Like, 
I made us a little wearing point. Supreme. We're still wearing polo. We're still wearing Supreme. We're still wearing big. Like, hip-hop is hip-hop. Like, I made a post where I was saying, like, bro, I don't like the whole idea that, that everyone thinks that the weirder you are, the, the cooler your music's going to be. Like, there's only going to be one of these, like, the Cardi fakes. I only like Cardi. I don't like the fakes because it's like, he did it. And it was original when he did it. When I hear you doing anything that sounds like that, I don't want to hear it because it's like we already like. I just don't like that, bro. There's the yeah. world is too big for it to be like this. Like I honestly can say, hip hop is dead if we keep allowing this type of stuff to keep going on, bro. Like T Timo, what's his name? Timo touchdown. This Tizo, is, this yeah. Is okay, bro. I'm like, bro, bro the Matt Gala was last year, bro. <laughs> I was like, you missed it. <laughs> Wait for this bro. year. Yeah, I don't know. Like, my kids have to grow up in this world. You know what I'm saying? When you think about the type of images that they're being presented with, not even when we, when you're getting into, like, this dude is a walking image of what the F. He's not even like you don't gotta watch his video. You can just see a picture of him, and that's gonna f up your whole perspective. If you're a kid, you're gonna think that's cool or something. And next thing you know, you go, you're gonna try to do the same thing. You put your eye out because you're fucking running with it, right. or or you're just doing normal stuff like eating with needles all over your face, and you poke your freaking like it's stupid, bro. And it doesn't mean anything artistically. It just means that you're fucked up, and you need someone to talk to. That's cool. Everybody might need that. But let's stop I mean, passing but, this crap. But what about like rock and like those punk bands where like the whole aesthetic was like what we were talking about before about the, you know, the the makeup on the eyes and stuff, even for the for for the men in the band and the and the fingernails and all that. That that was a whole part of the that culture that people, I like it. You know, of course are gonna be, you know, emulating in their own ways and then that spreads and keeps spreading. But but don't be hip hop. At least we knew where it came from. <laughs> Versus yeah. like, what's happening here? Like at least we knew it was you know a, a movement. Do you guys believe in leaving certain stuff for certain cultures too? Because in that in that I wanted to respond that way as far as like, bro, I like when I'm hanging out with other cultures or other walks of life, and you can tell when we're in the room that we're from walks of life. It makes everything just that much more interesting. I like to be in a group of friends and everybody got on Jordans and then one of the homies got on some open toe sandals, no socks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, but he the homie. You feel me? That type of stuff is what makes the world go round. Music was like that at one point, bro. Like I wanted to hear DMX and the locks on the song together and I knew that Jada Kiss wasn't going to start barking like DMX. <laughs> like these these kids don't understand the essence of behind what we have as an art form when it comes when you put hip hop in front of it it's now so you held to a certain that we need to separate the shit that that shit need to be rap music and the real shit need to be hip hop Jim Crow to the hip hop game bro straight up we need we need straight segregation <laughs> Damn, we go backwards, backwards. <laughs> Affirmative action. We need, we, need, we need all the dope stuff to be like really paid attention to, and all this other niche. Let it be niche, bro. That's like, stop giving this stuff. This bullshit music being like and being popular because it gives niggas the false hope that oh, oh, it's that easy. I can do it too. We don't need everybody to rap, yo. We need doctors, nurses. You know, you need lawyers, my nigga. Everybody cannot rap, you know. Yeah, Dude, bro, it's just sickening. You're making the art form seem trash. And then, like, you know what bugs me? You know what grinds my gears? You ever play something? You ever play something real dope? And then you you look over and, and the motherfucker ain't moving their head or nothing. They, they just sitting there. <laughs> And then oh, you go, yeah, you go, all right, you play something, you play something. They go and play something. And you looking at them like, what the fuck 
fuck is this? And they going crazy yeah. to it, saying every word. Yo, that's why before I graduated from Morgan, I stopped going to Cyphers, yo. The very last Cypher I went to as a student up there before COVID, it was me mm-hmm. two other niggas we know. We go up there, and it's a bunch of young niggas in the Cypher, yo. Clearly, clearly, I ate the niggas alive, yo. But that's, that's neither here nor there. These niggas were doing Playboy card flows, right? No, not in the cypher. I start doing what we do, and niggas start going, oh, oh, like you a real rapper. What did you think I meant they when said I said you're I a real rapper? rapper. <laughs> what did you think I said that I do when I told you I rap? Nigga really be rapping, rapping. Yo, man, we just trying to have fun, man. Why are you trying to rap us down and shit? Skills, <laughs> bro. It was so sad, yo. It's like, like what? what like the dude, you, know you heard me say, "Oh, star bar, nigga." You talking all this crazy stuff? I'm just trying to rhyme at this point, bro. <laughs> like right, that right, dude right. in No Secret. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, yo. Coco Melon Bar. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I'm assuming he hasn't responded since since uh, you sent that track out. <laughs> no, yo, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to talk no. about it again. <laughs> I want to update him. We can talk about it, yo. Ain't no beef, yo. I, I took out the disses or whatever, yo. Like, ain't no beef, like you feel me? One of our mutual homeboys um, had came over for a session, and he like diffuse the situation so i kept certain things but i shortened it so it wouldn't be as scathing as it really was <laughs> that's a great episode on the rap chat podcast the coca oh, yeah. bars <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> classic <laughs> oh shit 